Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. I got my co-host yes. here, Eli Libby. My, my name is Kyle Nelson. Glad that you could join us today on this podcast. We've yes. got a great guest today. We're really excited about. We're going to chat a little bit about ways to be more successful. No, different tools. Who doesn't want that? I love it, man. Come I'm on. Stoked. But before we get started, how are we powered up? Oh, every altitude coffee, Kyle. That's what it is right here. It's good stuff. Nitro latte. cold brew coffee. 30 milligrams of CBD, mm-hmm. oat milk. It's dairy free. We got superfoods yep. in it. Gets our brain moving. It upgrades our morning routine and gets us started. Locally at your stores, if you don't have altitude in it, you need to tell whoever the purchaser is to get altitude in it. Absolutely. And if they don't, you need to go on the website, altitudebev.com. Get Boom. yourself some of this. It tastes amazing. So today, though, we have a very special guest, Joseph Evan Even Gillespie. I. Why did I chop that? It's okay. It's okay. Let's keep rolling. Let's Let's welcome him. He is a high performance coach with over 5,000 hours of coaching experience under his belt. He's worked with clients all over the U.S., including high-level real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and business professionals. All come to him for the reason, which is one thing, life-changing transformation. In addition to coaching, Joe also runs three successful businesses in the digital marketing, wholesale real estate, and self-storage development spaces. Joe, welcome to the show. Welcome to me, boys. Appreciate it. We're, we're excited, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about, you know, who, who, who are you? How'd you get started in this entrepreneurial kind of journey? Um, and what got you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Right. For, first of all, I feel naked without my altitude. I think you guys should have shipped me some if we're going to. I know. I know. I know. You're going to get, got to get wired. <sighs> no. Uh, so, so yeah, a little, I mean, quick background on me guys. I mean, I started out in construction my whole life. I've been in construction. Um, my dad was a general contractor. He was really kind of like the first entrepreneur of the family. You know, my, uh, my, um, grandparents came across the boat from Sicily, you know, long before I was born. And, you know, my dad was like the first guy to go out on his own and do his own thing. So he was a general contractor, drywall contractor growing up. And by the time I was in high school, he was building houses and, you know, kind of doing his own thing. So I, I've just had construction in my blood my whole life. I just remember being a, you know, little, little kid, you know, knee high to my dad walking around job sites and picking up scraps and pushing brooms and all kind of good stuff. So, (laughs) you know, that's, it's, it's, it's always been my thing. And, um, I got lucky enough that after high school, I've always wanted to serve in the military and I got lucky enough to, uh, to find out, um, after high school that I could actually go be a builder in the U S Navy. Um, and mm. so I was the U S Navy CB, uh, I was in the construction battalions of the Navy and I was actually a builder in the U S Navy for six years. Wow. And so I got to do construction in the Navy, never saw a boat, never saw a ship, never went on the ocean, flew everywhere. Right. And, uh, so I got to live out my dream of doing construction and then serve uh, my country at the same time. And so thank you for your service. Yeah. Thank you. For yeah. Your appreciate that. And, uh, so yeah, so I got to do that for a long time. And then, you know, once I finally got out, you know, I always knew I, I wanted to follow my dad's footsteps and I always had this, you know, um, feeling and urge that I, you know, I kind of, you know, I want to say one up him, but you know, just seeing <laughs> him lay the foundation, I always wanted to expand upon it you know what i mean i i felt like you know if he did it he had the guts to go out and do it and yep. then I, he gave me like the the courage to do it and do it bigger cool. um i just never knew how big it would get and it's, it's gotten pretty crazy so Very um cool. yeah so that's it a construction background and then, you know we flipped into development and now we do all kinds of good stuff wow that's awesome just cool to hear the roots cool to hear yeah. the uh, entrepreneurial fire at an early age but really yeah. seeing that develop through sure. your dad kind of carving that path mm-hmm. so Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Joe. So how did you specifically get into like digital strategy and like really like coaching? Where did that come from? 
Yeah. So that came from, I mean, we got to, we got to rewind a little bit, right? So it's like, I didn't just jump into, um, you know, wake up one day and say, I want to be a coach. Right. I, I, I I did, um, you know, I always tell people I don't coach theory. I don't, I didn't just read a book and say like, Oh, this sounds like some good stuff. I'll repeat this Mm -hmm. to other people. I I failed for a decade. (laughs) Like I made all kinds of mistakes. I did all kinds of things wrong. Um, and as I, as I started to hire my own coaches and mentors and start to put pieces into place that worked and started to actually evolve as a leader and as a business owner and as a visionary, um, and, and just messed up, you know, hundreds of things, thousands of things daily as, as I progressed, Mm -hmm. um, I started to build out these things that, um, you know, I call these the, the five roads to victory, but I started to realize the five things that really you have to dial in as a visionary, as a business owner, as a, as right. a real estate investor um, to get good at those things. And once I started realizing what they were, it actually mm. evolved as me teaching it to my executive team, teaching it to my team, Got teaching it. it to my people. And then inevitably people were like, well, that really works. Would you teach it to me? And then it just kind of mm. rolled into coaching. Right. Wow. Very cool. I love natural just kind of progression into things like that. It's not, you never really set yourself out there, do certain things. And usually those are the the golden tickets in our life. Oh yeah, Uh, absolutely. I never never wanted to be a coach. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is there a um, kind of a failure that you can highlight? It's kind of being one of the big, the big failures that you've had along this journey. Yeah, I try to give you like the, 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 you know, the 60 second backstory. But when I first got into, into real estate flipping, um, it was 2007. So as you guys can imagine, I, I, I always say it was like the luckiest time ever to get yeah. into real estate investing because yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. at the it was at the apex of the market. And I got into it and I did it all the wrong way. I did it with my own money. I put 25 percent down. I went to a bank. I bought a property with a partner of mine. And I did this three or four or five times that way with all of my life savings yeah. before we ran into a wall in 2008 and everything just mm-hmm. crumbled overnight. Yep. And we get we got left holding the bag. Now, luckily we were able to pivot and shift and we were able to um, transition those properties into rental properties and we were able to stabilize them and we were able to put long-term debt on them. But the downside was I wasn't able to get my capital back out, right? Because I bought them the wrong way. And if you guys understand, you you guys understand real estate investing, I'm sure your listeners do too. You know, when you have your cash in, the bank's not really willing to turn around and give you your cash back out, even in a great market, but certainly in a tight market, that's not something that they're looking forward to doing. So, you know, I was into multiple deals before I realized like I have to, you know, there's just saying like adversity creates the seed for opportunity. Right? Sure. And, and mm-hmm. so I was in this adversity. I had my back up against the wall. I had no cash left. I had to start figuring out what to do next. And, you know, fast forward four or five years and I wake up and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm bartending nights and weekends to pay my, my kids uh, daycare bills. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm a broker now. I have a team of agents selling for me so I can pay commissions or get paid commissions. Um, I'm a, re- I'm a, I'm a landlord. I, I never really wanted to be a landlord. And I started collecting houses as, as a result of the, the shift in the economy. Yeah. Um, we were flipping again by then because the market had softened a little bit. We were able to buy them properly and actually get them on the market and flip them. And so you ask like, what was my, you know, the big failure, it was waking up and really, Realizing that I, I can't, I, you know, I'm at 80, 90, 100 hours a week, and I'm in my early 30s, and I'm in the worst shape of my life physically. I'm yep. stressed out. I'm burning both ends of the candle. I have two mm-hmm. young girls at home. I'm calling mm-hmm. my wife and telling her I'm going to be home. I'm not going to be home for dinner. And then mm-hmm. I get home and I'm not t- tucking in my girls. They're already in bed. Yep. And I had this epiphany like, what am I doing this for? Like I'm oh. burnt out. I'm stressed out. I'm tired. I feel like, I, you know, everyone says I'm successful. Uh, you know, my tax return says I have money, but I don't, 
I don't know where the money is. It comes yeah. in and goes out the same, you know, and it's just like this, this like aha moment, like, holy crap, you're, you're designing a business that's going to kill you. Yeah. Right? You, you need to make a shift. You need to, you need to do something um, to start taking care of your body and your mind and your health and your family. Otherwise, why are you doing it? And mm -hmm. that was the big, like, you know, mm. uh, some, something's got to give. I love it. I love it. I'm glad we asked that question because you really dove deep in there. And I think yeah. that really sheds a light on where you are today and some of the, so, the topic today. I think that's a really good intro. Yeah, man. Um, so what are the tools and strategies that business owners, investors, yeah. business professionals need to break through mm. to success? And, and I think before we get started, what do you define success as? Mm. So I, 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 look, I define success as a worthy pursuit of something bigger and better than where you're at today, right? Everybody's success is different. <clears throat> you know, it could be money. It could be more time freedom. It could be, you know, most of my coaching clients come to me. They have plenty of, of money. They're yep. making a lot of money. They can't figure out how to spend time with their kids. They yep. can't figure out how to build a relationship with their kids because their kids are 12, 14, 15, and they haven't had a meaningful conversation with them in 10 years. Right. right. They can't figure out how to reconnect with their wife because they haven't dated them in 10 years. Right. Yep. Like they, they, they're, ha they're trying to create a better life because they've spent so long creating a business that doesn't serve their life. And so what separates me from, I think a lot of business owners is I develop businesses that serve my lifestyle <laughs> and, and that's it. Yep. That's oh, awesome. 100%. <clears throat> Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question, uh, Kyle, because, you know, one of the one of the things that makes these these five things that I'm going to review with you guys so impactful is that they're universal. Right. It doesn't matter what race you are, what sex or sexuality you are, what, where you're from, you know, North sure. America, South America. Like these are universal truths that most of us battle. And I battled for so many years before I started to realize, like, this is the stuff I have to work on, right? Like right, exactly. most of the time to get what we need, we have to work on ourselves. Like we're all looking for this existential, you know, thing. <laughs> yep, and the reality of it is it's right here. Yeah. You know, 100%. 100%. Well, I'm excited. I'm really, really looking forward to diving into this. It all starts with a, a self-realization of yep. looking in the mirror a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And being super self-aware. Yeah. We hear yeah. that all the time. 100%. 100%. Let's dive into them, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So the number one thing is what I call expand or expansion. Right. And so, you know, what, what's one of the number one entrepreneurial books from the last hundred years? And it's the magic of thinking big. Right. Mm -hmm. Why is that book so important? So impactful? It's because most of us don't dream big enough. And if we do, what happens? Well, you know, I have my biggest ideas like in the shower and when I'm driving. Right. You, you guys probably have the same thing where you have these great ideas. We all do this. With these yep. great ideas and what's the first thing that happens when you have a great idea you start hearing this naggy little voice inside your head that immediately is like that's risky what's yeah. your wife what's your wife gonna think that's gonna that's gonna take a lot of investment where's the money gonna come where's from time? Yep. yep what happens if i fail what happens if yep. it doesn't work oh yeah right you know my friends are gonna judge me if i go out and yeah. do this and i and i screw up yep right 100 and so what's happening is your your brain gents is not wired for success. Your brain is wired for survival, mm. right? Success is not a thing that we're designed to do. Like yeah. humans are, are wired to, to just stay alive. Yeah. So when we want to go do a bigger thing, we actually have to trick our brain into convincing it that that's what we want. We want something bigger, yeah. right? And so to expand our mindset and to reset our limiting beliefs, we actually have to trigger things. So 
when I work with with folks, what I'm trying to do is try to decide what what are their values, what drives mm -hmm. them, what obstacles like stop them in their tracks, right? Because it's different for all of us. Oh yeah, right. What's keeping us from holding us back? Mm -hmm. And so that little voice that you hear, that's actually your your subconscious trying to rationalize your decisions, mm -hmm. right? And if if we break that word down into two parts, we're actually telling ourselves rational lies about why we can't have what we want. <laughs> Right. And, and these are actual limiting beliefs. That's that's your that's your your yep. limiting belief in action. Yep. Right. And so once we realize that we can control those voices, in fact, I'll tell you guys a secret. Those voices are actually your those are your voice. That's your voice. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. hear these voices and we think like it's someone Some else. Right it's right truly right? you. Yeah. 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 Right. And so I'll flip that on, on, on its head for a second. We also have the same time. We have these big dreams. And these big goals, these big ideas, well, that's also God continually saying to you over and over again, you were put here for a purpose. Mm -hmm. You were put here for a bigger reason. Exactly. But yet, but yet we keep ignoring it. Right. We keep saying, I'm not good enough. No, don't, don't, don't worry about it. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing that. Exactly. Right? And so humans were literally put on this earth for growth and contribution. You feel at your best when you are growing and you're contributing, period. Yep. We, we all do. So we have to find our way to stay in expansion, right? When we're in expansion, we're at our best, we're at our best place. hundred percent. I love everything you said there. Everything, man. It, it's just a constant. It's like either your mindset is toxic or it's beneficial to you. And you have to keep that in check yeah. all day, 24 seven. And once it starts getting to that toxic mindset, you also have the power to flip it because you had the power mm -hmm. to put it into that position. hundred percent. So. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've heard that little voice have an yeah. amazing idea, call him frantically saying, hey, man, I got this idea. I just bought the domain. Let's go. And then nothing really happens because I got this little voice talking to me in the back. Totally. Yeah, totally. And, and the truth is we all have that. Every one of us has it. It's just a matter of yeah. how do we trigger ourselves to either ignore it or yeah. empower the opposite voice. Right. Mm -hmm. I want the voice talking to me saying, yep. you're a badass. Go out and do this. You've done it already. Yeah. You've done so many exactly. things successfully. Why would you stop? Right. right. I want that voice over and over and over again. And so we can create that voice. Ooh. You know, it takes practice, yeah. but we can create that. Absolutely. Voice. Neuroplasticity. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yeah, true. Yeah. Come I mean, on, it, it, it all depends on where you want to put your energy, yeah. right? It's like 100%. Wow. I I love it. Well, that's only number one. So let's, what's the next one? I'm, yeah. We'll try to run through them. I know you guys. Only no, 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 no. Yeah. no yeah. We got day, I love bro. that one. That's, <laughs> that's only the first one. Let's keep rolling. Yeah. So number two, I call it explore. Right. Mm -hmm. We want to explore our strategy for how we're going to get there. And so here, yep. here's a, here's a fact. You probably you hear this all the time. What happens when a friend of yours wants to go away for a trip to Mexico, one week trip to Mexico? Right. They know what flight they're on. They know yep. what seat they're sitting in. They know how they're getting to the airport. They oh, know yeah. how they're getting from the airport to the hotel. They yep. know what room they're, the, the view is on the ocean or is it in the yeah. poolside view, the courtyard, right? What, yeah. what level? They know everything about their plans. Yeah. You know, my, when am I going hiking? When am I going snorkeling? What happens if it rains on Wednesday? Where am I having yeah. dinner? You know, all of these things about a trip to Mexico. Yeah. But what yeah. happens when you ask somebody, what do you want? Yeah. Right. What do you want? It's the most right. simple and most profound and most difficult question that we can answer, right? Yes. You just simply ask somebody what you want. Yeah. You can't answer it. Now, I had a coach of mine a couple of years ago. I paid, I paid him 10 grand for one day. I flew out to see him across the country. Wow. And he sat me down for breakfast at eight o'clock in the morning. And he said, what do you want? 
And I giggled like a school kid. I was like, uh, yeah. He goes, no, what do you want? Uh, and he's like, before you leave here today, you'll answer this question. And I was, I was terrified. That's powerful. Yeah. I was like, how do I, how am I this again, quote unquote successful? Yeah. And I don't know what the hell I want. Yeah. Right. See, part of the problem with strategy is you can't have a strategy to get from A to B if you don't know what B is. Mm. Okay. And so many of us don't know what B is. Yes. Totally. Absolutely. Right. Majority of people don't. It, yeah. <laughs> you know, so well, I hire a coach and it doesn't work because he's an asshole. Well, is he an asshole or you don't know what B is? Right. Yep. Right. Nobody That's can help you get true. to a destination if you don't know what your destination is. Mm. Right. Right? Totally. You, you have to understand the outcome that you seek. Mm -hmm. And and what I find most often is people are just afraid to be selfish about what that outcome is yep. because they feel like, well, if I tell people that I really want a private jet, they're going to think I'm a jerk. Right. Yeah. Right. Or if I tell people yep. my dream is to drive a Ferrari, yeah. people, right. people will judge me. Right. But here's the reality. When you do what it takes to get the Ferrari, yeah. people win. Exactly. Right? You create jobs, mm -hmm. you feed yeah. families, you create legacy, you, you invest in, you, you hopefully contribute to charities. People yep. have to win for you to drive a Ferrari. Yep. Right. Most exactly. of the time, most, if you're a good person, right? if you're a good person, hundred percent. So, so wow. dream big and create a strategy to reach that outcome. Exactly. Wow. I love it. So did you figure out the, uh, what you want at the end of the day? The, really, the I want I want a private jet. Okay. I'm, I'm driving right. for a private jet. I'll have one in the next three years. 100%. Perfect. Sounds good. We'll fly out to Bend, Oregon, pick us up. Yeah. And uh, we'll go somewhere. It'll be fun. Yeah. And I will create thousands of jobs across the, that, that process. Absolutely. You know, Grant Cardone said something years ago I loved. He said, you can't fake a private jet. And I just thought, man, that, that hit me in like, it hit me in the chest, man. Like you can go rent a Lamborghini and take pictures and look like, and look like a, you know, right. look like yeah. you're rich, but you can't fake a private jet. It's yeah. True. Wow. You know? That's awesome. Stoked. Pumps me up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm speechless right. Yeah. Let's let's hit the next one. Number three. Let's roll. We can yeah. stop here and call it a freaking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. We got three. Come on. We got three more. Come on. No problem. No problem. Number three is efficiency. Uh, okay. Efficiency has to do with our tools and our techniques and our and our processes, guys. So what's happening in a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs nowadays is we have access to everything. Right, you have the world's best CRM probably for free at your fingertips. We have the mm -hmm. world's best email platform, the world's best everything. But okay. what happens is we're not utilizing them. Yep. Right. So when I start to work with someone, I do a complete internal audit of all their tools, processes, people, you know, right. all the leverage points that they have. Because here's what I find happens more more often than not: we have the access to do the things that we want. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, you know, I ran my wholesale business for a long time before I even had a team with a cell phone, a notepad, and a pen. And I was doing 100K a month, Yep. right? What happens more often than not is most businesses are this way. You start out and you're successful. You have a consistent practice to generate revenue. And then some way along the line, we screw it up, right? Mm -hmm. Visionaries complicate it. Yep. They're looking for push button success. They're looking for overnight millions. They're looking for essentially shiny objects. Right. Right. And so what happens is we keep layering on, layering on complexity until our business and our day become so complex that we can't make revenue anymore. Mm. Right. So actually elimination, if you guys ever heard of the book Essentialism? I have not. So, 
Essentialism is a great book. Okay. Something. And, okay. and the concept is that experts don't just know how to add, but they know how to subtract, right? So mm -hmm. eliminating some of these tools and processes, a lot of times are going to get you quicker to the bottom line. We call high income activities, right? And okay. so what I found, which is going to go along with the next piece, is when I used to call my wife and tell her I can't be home for dinner, right? I would work until 930 at night. Yeah. I would reflect on that and say, why did I do this? Well, it was because I'd get all my work done from six to nine when everybody went home, right? Yeah. Because I spent all day working on texting people back and putting out fires and yep. playing around with technology and trying to create intricate spreadsheets. And none of it was actually making me money. Mm. So I had to spend the last three hours of my day doing the yeah. important stuff that I didn't do all damn day long, right? Exactly. And so when we get effective and efficient, what we can do is we can focus on the tools that actually help us create revenue because most of us are going to work to make money, right? Yep. Yep. And so we can actually collapse. What we can do is turn what we call decades into days, right? You don't necessarily need to work 80 hours a week or 40 or 30, right? So the first thing that we try to do is eliminate a day off of your schedule. Take a day out of your week. And take yep. two days out of your week until yep. you're act actually effective enough where you can probably do what you do in three three hours a day, two, three hours a day, right? Because your systems and tools are so sloppy. Mm -hmm. and so many people find out so quickly yeah. when they start to pay attention to what they're doing throughout the day that, mm -hmm. that their effectiveness is so sloppy. Absolutely. Lean up, cut out the fat. I think Got you can to. really slim it down. Yeah. No, that's a huge point. Efficiency. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Yep. Makes sense. Absolutely. All righty. Number four, man. Let's Number four. Let's ready for this one? This yeah. is my favorite one. Number four is we have to be able to control the clock, right? Mm -hmm. What do the most effective sports teams and, and players in the world do? They control the clock. What does Tom Brady do? 21 points. He's down in the third quarter, right? Mm -hmm. He's not going to go over and sit on the bench and put his head down and, and cry mm -hmm. and put, you know, and say the game's over. Forget it guys. Right. Yeah. And, and whether or not you're a fan of Tom Brady or not, we can all agree. He's probably one of the best in the game and I'm an Eagles fan. So like that's that, that, that means a lot coming from me, but the reality of it is this guy knows if I go out in the field and I, and I pass the ball deep, you know, maybe I control, I get the ball back. I can, you know, whatever I can, I can, you know, or if I run it, I drain the clock. Like he knows exactly what it takes to control the ball as much as possible or control the clock as much yeah. as possible. Well, gents, we have the same exact rule. We have what's called the rule of 168. And in that rule, mm -hmm. Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, whoever mm -hmm. you look up to, whatever successful figure in your life, they've all had the same rule. And the rule of 168 is we all have 168 hours in every single week. Okay. Yeah. And in that we have to sleep, we have to eat, we have to shower, we have to pay bills. We have to do all this normal stuff. Right. But we have to do, and I, I kind of slipped up in the last minute, we have to do these two things called high gain mm. and high income activities. Right. Mm. When are we doing the things that are making okay. you better mentally, exactly. better physically, right? Better so that you're sharper, so that you're quicker, so that you're more effective. Yep. And when you're at work, how much of that time are you actually creating income? Right. See, so many people are busy. Busy has actually become like a, it's almost like a pat on the back. It's almost like a significance award. Like yeah. people are like, like, you know, it's like you were so busy today. Good for you. This yeah. is horrible guys. It's yeah. the worst thing in the world. Right. So yeah, I always, I, I go ahead. What did you say? No, no, no. I, I think that's no, that's huge. Yeah. I, I hear that all the time. People are, Oh yeah, I'm so busy. It's like, okay, cool. What do you mean to do? Give you a cookie. I don't know. Yeah. Come on. 
Yeah, and busy doing what? Like busy doing yeah. what, what was your what was your productivity? What did you produce today? What, exactly. what, what were your actual results? Mm -hmm. And so what I find is these people putting out fires all day long, right? They're firefighters because they want to go home and pat themselves on the back and say, man, I'm so busy today, right? I actually call these firefighters secret arsonists, mm. right? They're actually behind the building and they're lighting the match, right? <laughs> and that way when the building's on fire, they can put it out and then they can pat themselves like on the back. Is. And then they didn't do anything all day long. Right, so that they can go home and feel good about themselves. But yeah. what if we really do is pay attention to what makes us money, you would find out that less than 20% of what you do in a given week is actually producing income for you. And so mm -hmm. what I want to do is key in on that 20%. And it's the Pareto's law. 20% of your activities create 80% of your income. Yep. The other 80% of your activities might be producing 20% of your income. So yep. let's eliminate them altogether. Stop doing those things. Yep. Okay. And then that brings us to the four Ds. We can either do the things that are important and impactful, the high gain, high income activities. Yeah. We can delay them, which means basically put them on a calendar. I can't tell you how many adults I look at that don't have actual calendars, boys. It's yeah. crazy, right? I can tell you, by the way, probably within 20% of your actual income just by looking at your calendar. I've done this for so many years, right? People hmm. that have no calendars whatsoever, just a complete yeah. mess of a life, right? Yeah. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> and, you know, we can uh, we can delegate them, which there's certain rules to that. You know, how many people delegate things to people that aren't capable of handling yep. it? And then they're micromanaging it and checking in every two hours. Mm -hmm. Hey, is this done yet? Is it done yet? We have to delegate to people that are accountable and responsible and capable. Right. right. But when we delegate, make sure that we're not micromanaging, that we're becoming good leaders and we're allowing them to go do it. Right. And last but not least, we can dump it. There's so yep. many things that if we don't react to them right away, those fires put themselves out. Yeah. Right. Sure. You know, those people that hit you up and they're like, I got to talk to you right now. Mm -hmm. like, I got news for you. I have never once responded to one of those people within, if you say to me, I have to talk to you right now, you're definitely not getting my attention unless yeah. you're my wife or my business partner. Yep. Right. Yep. Like, yep. Other than that, I'm waiting 45 minutes to an hour to call you back because when I do, the problem is probably already solved. Yeah. Right. Those, yep. those people that want to start fires and want to yeah. seek your attention. Mm. They're, they're the worst people in your life. You got you got to shut them down. Yeah, hundred percent. Or when you're <clears throat> when you're con, uh, consulting and coaching, are you having your clients or people that you're advising? Are you, are you having them like kind of time track to really diagnose what is return, like what is revenue generating and what is or income generating time? Yeah, and then let them see that. Right, is time tracking kind of a big a big part of that? It's very simple. We do what's called the productivity pyramid, right? It's a lesson that I teach them where I basically break it down into different segments of, of importance of time, right? And your high income, high, uh, high uh, gain activities are going to be what we call gold time. And that gold time could be, you know, going to your kid's soccer game, mm -hmm. closing a big contract, recruiting a massive player for your team, taking yep. your wife out on a date. Mm -hmm. So gold time is basically it's priceless, right? Those okay. are the things that you're moving the needle all the way to the right, right? Okay. And so the reality of it is for, for everybody, it's different, right? It could be, it could be a contract, could be a meeting, it could be a, you know, whatever that looks like for you to make income. But the reality of it is when you start to analyze your, your given week or a month, it, it, you would be absolutely surprised at how little the work that you, the effort that you actually do to make money. Most people, you know, when I do this with most people, it's unbelievable. I'm fascinated by that point right there. Gold time. And it's like crazy pyramid. I'd love, yeah. yeah. I think that might be another whole episode, but I'd love to learn about that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pyramid. Wow. I'm fired up. All right. I think we got All our right. last speechless.
Yeah. Yep. So last one's where we bring it all together, guys. So last one is what I call the trifecta. Okay. And the trifecta is simple. You can't have all four of the things I just mentioned without um, the last piece, which is execution, right? You can do all the other things, but if you don't go out and take action, right? right. What's the point? You know, you have to execute number one, you have to go out and do it. But yep. number two, probably just as importantly, you have to know how to course correct. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I said earlier, when I got into real estate, I could have just as easily went, Oh man, I got no other options. I'm a flipper. I'm just going to file bankruptcy and you know call it a day. Mm -hmm. No, I have to, I'm going to go become a landlord. I'm going to stabilize the property. I'm going to figure out how to refinance. Yep. Like, you know, so you have to be able to course correct. You know, they say like 65% of small businesses fail in the first three years. I really believe that it's because people set out and they're just, yeah. you know, straight at this is what I do and mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything else. And I, and I, I firmly believe it's because of the lack of course correction. Yep. People see an obstacle down the road and they're like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this, mm -hmm. you know? And the reality of it is, um, you know, I don't care who it is again, we can use Elon Musk, for example. I mean, you guys, if you've ever read anything about this guy, he's, he's come close to bankruptcy 20 times yep. and he's the richest man in the world, right? Yeah. He is all in all the time. And you know, the reality of it is that's the truth for any massively successful person that you're following, right? They're, they're always on the edge. You know, they're always on the edge. So oh, yeah. you, you have to, you have to overcome obstacles. I am getting punched in the face every day in one yeah. of my businesses. It's just a matter. It's, it's product. It's part of the, it's part of the, part of the, uh, journey. Right. Um, but the wow. third part of the, the trifecta there is what we call, um, accountability, but it's gotta be co-created accountability. You need to have someone that's along the ride for you. Yep. And so the analogy, the analogy I use for this is I used to, I, I wake, I wake up at about four 15 and I work out at 5 AM. And so I used to have this gym buddy years ago where I would roll over and I would text him and I would say, Hey, you know, I'm in the Northeast. It's freezing cold here. You know, yep. I'd be all comfortable under my covers oh, Four yeah. fifteen, Yo man, uh, it's chilly out. I think I'll just sleep in today. He'd be like, yeah, that's yep. a good idea. That's cool. Right. Yep. And one day I hired a personal trainer, hundred dollars an hour. Right. Tried sending that same text to him, right? Yo, man, it's cold. I'm in my covers. I think I might sleep in. Yeah, yeah. He texts me back like, you do whatever the hell you want, but you're paying me 100 bucks an hour. I don't give a shit if you sleep yeah. in. I'm already here. I'm warmed up. I'm ready to go. Yep. Right? You're not staying in bed. 100%. Right? You're accountable to that person. So the problem with accountability for most people mm -hmm. is, is either they don't have it at all or yep. they have it with someone who's in alignment with their failure, right? Totally. Like if your business partner is your accountability partner, Mm -hmm. You don't do what you say you're going to do. They're going to mm -hmm. let you off the hook. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's okay, man. We'll get them next time. It's, okay. it's, it's all good, right? You don't want somebody like that. You want someone who's going to put a boot up your ass when you don't do what you say you're going to do. Mm -hmm. You want someone that's going to hold you accountable and co-create with you to do better and be better, right? So investing in someone, having skin in the game, making sure that you got someone that's, that's yeah. by your side that wants to see you win no matter what is important. That's huge, man. I am... So fired up. So, so <laughs> yeah, that's give us the, the quick recap of all five. Yep. Yeah. So you got expansion, right? We got to get the mindset right. We got to get unlock those limiting beliefs. We got to blow them apart. Yep. We got to got to explore the strategy, right? Okay. We got to stop, you know, we got to treat our life like the one week trip to Mexico and start paying attention to the details. Mm -hmm. What's the outcome that we want? Exactly. Um, we got efficiency. We got to start getting our tools straightened out. We have like a lot of us are too sloppy. We're all over the place. We got too many tools to, to get the job done. I just need my hammer and the nail, right? Exactly. Um, we have control in the clock, right? Mm -hmm. We only have 168 hours in each week. Are you spending 20 hours a week on Netflix or are you trying to win your dreams yep. over and you're trying to do the extra work it takes to 
get to cross the finish line. And then last but not least, you got to execute, you got to course correct, and you got to have accountability to get it all done. Amazing. Joe, that was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, brother. I'm so hyped up right now. So yeah. if there's one thing you're hoping that our, that our listeners are going to take away from, just one, pick one, yeah. what would it be? I think it all starts with mindset. You know, yep. the, the the toughest thing I think that um, I don't want to say the toughest. That might be the wrong word, but the thing that we I, I do, I'm sure you guys have the same challenge with, is it's a recurring. Our past controls us, mm-hmm. right? So we can we constantly have to reset mindset, man. I, we we all have bad days. Every one of I I get I get up sometimes and I don't want to go to work. Yeah, right? and I and I got you know fifty employees you know like yep. that, that require me to show up and get in front of a camera and be positive and energetic yep. and I don't want to do it sometimes right so yeah. like there are there are don't think that not every single person doesn't have challenges with mindset and so it is a consistent practice it's <laughs> not it's not like you just fix it one day and, and it's all better right. right like Tony Robbins has mindset problems I guarantee it oh yeah. Like we all do. So I would say the expansion, the mindset piece, um, it gets easier over time, um, but it's a constant practice. Love it, Joe. Phenomenal. Thank you so much for, for giving Absolutely. us some, some of your wisdom and, and just uh, amazing, amazing insight on, on really how to find breakthrough success. Absolutely. I think the audience is going to love this episode. Amazing. hundred yeah, percent. So Joe, if Appreciate people want to find you, listen to more what you have to say, where's that going to be? Yeah, so we actually do what we call a triage call, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I do this for anybody that listens to your podcast. Um, They can go to LegacyBuilder.coach, and they can actually sign up for a free call. Well, I'll do 15 minutes with them, just deep dive into whatever obstacles that they're they're trying to overcome. Um, I do this because I just love talking to entrepreneurs, you know, doctors, attorneys, business owners, executives, um, real estate investors. Um, You know, I just love to have conversations with people around the country, around the world that are doing big things and and learn about their business. Um, If if coaching long term fits as part of their plan and that's something they're interested in, we could talk about that after. But it's definitely not a sales call. I just like to figure out what what kind of challenges they have to overcome and see if there's something I can help them with. Nice. It's amazing. Yeah, we'll direct them uh, there. Uh, if I were you, I'd definitely book one. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. That was one of my favorite Joe. shows we've done. J- yeah. Joe, thank you so much for your time, man. We we look really yeah. forward to hopefully having you back on. Talk yes. about that. Uh, the pyramid. The pyramid. Uh, look, honestly, we're going to need to get you booked, yeah. and, and we can talk more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Yep. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to Biz Bros Podcast. If you want to listen to more amazing guests just like Joe, yes. that is the place to go. Was not intended to rhyme. <laughs> but check us out on any podcast marketplace. Type in Biz Bros Podcast. And we'll talk to you in the next podcast.